This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. Not about deserve. I'm not an owl. A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Lemosa. Now on. You do as I tell you. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica, and with me today is my lovely, glorious, rebooted, fresh uh, in the new year with a wonderful pink sweater, which she's not wearing right now, but which she's in love with, co-host Amanda. Are you on crack? Am I on crack? Yeah. I'm surprised that I pulled through with this entire with this entire introduction because A, my brain is so mushed that I already had like three different conversations with people about different things that they were actually talking about. And also we just got a resub and I did talk through the notification. <laughs> You did a good job. You did a good job. And, you know, you talking, you having a different conversation with people than the conversation that they're having with you, that's a pretty common occurrence. I know. And I'm already excited for you today, (laughs) considering I already started three different things with people. And I'm like, oh, my God, Amanda's going to be so excited because she's going to happen some, probably something like that's going to happen again today. And... Sorry More for than likely. You know, I would not be surprised that, that this know. happens again. Because, you know, it's the whole, uh, we're talking about, my brain just farted. What's her name? <laughs> Wonder Woman? No. Diana? No. What did you say? No. It's gone. It's gone. I can't even remember. That's so, it, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Cameron Diaz and Gwyneth Paltrow. There we go. Those two. (laughs) Did you just give yourself a high five? Yes, I did. That was hard work, okay? I'm not sure. (laughs) There is um, definitely... I'm not sure if I even have one brain cell to start with today, so I'm sorry for everyone. Um, But here we are. Here we are. It's been a day. It's been a Tuesday. But... I uh, managed to set up two membership sites today. That's I had impressive. A, I know. And so I'm like, I'm allowed to have a very mushy brain. And the rest of the week is hopefully going to be better because everything else I mostly set up today already. So yay me, I hope. I really thoroughly I'm, I'm doing so. a little dance for you and being successful in some way or another. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Whatever that was. Anyway, today we're going to talk about something that we have been wanting to talk about forever. And now it's here. And I don't know how much we want to talk about it still. (laughs) Yep. So we're talking about 
the blockbuster movie that we've all been waiting for since June, Wonder Woman 1984. And obviously we've been waiting for it before then. And we watched it. I don't even know where to begin, honestly. Number one, I would like to, first of all, very much complain that this movie has been released on one US um, streaming service. And that's it. How the fuck do people think that they will get anyone to watch this legally, I might add, without releasing it worldwide on one platform or the other? No, Mm -hmm. it was on HBO Max. And um, that was that. And that was that. You could not, like, I tried, honestly, I tried to, like, purchase something with the VPN for maybe one month or whatever, but that also doesn't work. So, fuck you. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like the, and, the one time that my dad's dodgy uh, service that he pays for came in handy. I was like, oh, it's all there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but Saved yeah. my ass a few times, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> not with a Christmas movie, apparently. <laughs> no, not with that one, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway... So we both watched it, and can there be some preface of the movie where we talk about the movie without it being spoilers? Just wondering. No. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yet, maybe don't continue to listen to this episode because... I mean, the other option is, if you listen to this episode, um, we're actually saving you, and you don't need to watch it then. Maybe, yes. Maybe. Yes. Maybe that's better for everyone involved. Yes, maybe. I mean, I feel I kind of still would watch it, even if somebody said it's not great, because I kind of need to confirm it for myself, you know? True. And honestly, so content-wise, there's not really much that you would be so super surprised that would, like, kind of blow you out of the water when you watch the movie that that's, like, life-changing in the storyline. So it's not actually really something where you would be, like, whatever, because... If you know what uh, the story is kind of about, you would kind of be able to assume how it goes down in one way or the other. True. There are just a few parts in it that just get super fucking weird. A somehow. Few? <laughs> just <Yes>. a few? <laughs> well. So I want to start by saying that the first uh, like reiteration of Wonder Woman um, that came out a few years ago, it was really good. Like, that was a pretty fantastic film. I got chills. I was, like, feeling super inspired. And I was like, yeah, Wonder Woman continues to be fucking awesome. And so I was really looking forward to this one. Not least because the movie poster, like, with Diana, with all the rainbow, like, colors behind her, uh, is one of the best posters ever. Like, that is... I I was looking for it as soon as it released. I was like, I need this poster. I need this poster. And, like, fast forward seven months since that, seven, eight months since that poster's been released, and I'm like, I'm kind of glad I don't have that poster. Yeah. I mean, the first Wonder Woman movie, Gal Gadot is one of a kind human species. Like, she alone, I don't want to even discredit whatever she did in that movie, because she's just she's so beautiful she's a badass in general and she's just great like i like her a lot 
but I just really did not like the story in this second movie. I liked it in the first one. It made like sense. It was cute. It was great. It was empowering. It was, it was, I don't know, amazing. But this one, for for whatever reason, could not at all deliver. Like not at all. Right. And it was hyped so much, and we were like both looking forward to it so much, even without the picture. Like what it kind of. What we knew, I was like, this is going to be great. It's going to be an amazing movie. It's going to be in the 80s. It's going to be epic. No, it's not. No. Even, like, I was talking about this with Tom and a couple of friends yesterday. Um, uh, actually, the people that I do the 5.5 podcast with, because Wonder Woman 1984 is currently rated 5.5 on IMDb. And we're like, <laughs> no shit. we could do this. <laughs> um, and Tom was like, you know, it, it's set in the 80s. How could it be a bad movie? It's an 80s movie. How could it be? Well, let us count the ways. Let us <laughs> count there are many. the ways. Like, I, even the things that were, like, super 80s about it, like the fashion montage with Steve trying on clothes, and, like, it, it just, it landed flat to me. There wasn't any point in this movie that I was like, that was great. Like, that was a great scene. Because there was something missing for me through the entire film, and, like, we had to stop halfway through because I can't last, like, a whole two hours. I have to get up and pee. And my mom was like, hmm, this is really different from the Wonder Woman that I grew up with. And I was like, yeah, this movie's shit. And she was like, well, Aww. I didn't want to say that. And I was like. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, adorable. <laughs> oh, I'm sad that she even said it's different than the Wonder Woman she grew up with. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Well. The movie generally starts out, we're in the 80s now, so Diana is working in the, uh, the Smithsonian, Smithsonian Museum. Museum. Yeah. Um, she is like, apparently, when was the first movie in the 40s? It wasn't wartime, so yeah, I suppose 40s. it was kind of World War II or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, her, The love of her life has been dead for 40 fucking years now, okay? 40 years. And she knew but him for what, seven days? Yeah. Whatever, love is love. I can get over that. But she's desperate. She's like, she's she's doing her superhero things. She's working in the museum. And that's it. Period. Ugh. And you're like, what? Why? What? 40 years? And it's like, th there's nothing else that she's doing. She doesn't have a pair. It doesn't look like she has any friends at all whatsoever. She has no social life. Also, apparently, what it looks like. No social life besides work and being super, super heroine. And is constantly in mourning. Like, she's, like, ugh, so sulky all the time. Um, however, I'd like to preface that with something that happens at the very beginning of the movie. Because you do see a 10-year-old Diana at the island that she grew up with, which I forgot the name of already. Um, and... <laughs> Gemma's like, I can never watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Honestly, like, just before you go to 10-year-old Diana, I'm going to yeah. say, like, lovesick Wonder Woman is is not my idea of what Wonder Woman is. Like, somebody, no. like, she's just pining for this man that she, okay, yeah, okay, she fell in love with him. It was a great love story, blah, 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 whatever. Um, 40 years later, and she's still pining. I'm like, um, Wonder Woman, what you doing? You're Wonder Woman. Yeah, I totally agree. Like it, it, and and you think in the beginning it's already kind of bad, but it gets worse. Mm. It, oh, and it's who like, who does it ever? 
But again, the, at the beginning of the movie, you see like a 10-year-old um, Diana fighting in this Olympics that they have on the island or whatever, it, something along it was those lines. Of, it gave me like Ninja Warrior vibes, like, you know, that game show where you compete in Ninja Warrior, <laughs> yeah. except it's like all the, the Amazonian women. Computer. I mean, that's, I like that. That was it like was the t- cool. first few minutes. They were really great. They were amazing. She was, she kind of learned a super important lesson in that first 10 minutes. That was really great. It like was super empowering because you saw a 10 year old girl kicking some major ass. And I think for girls around the world, that would have been amazing. Wouldn't the rest of the movie not have been so fucking weird? Yeah. And I just want to say as well, like that first scene was 11 minutes long. Uh, so yeah, it was a, like the best. It was the best minutes part of the, of the movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it really was. It really, yeah. really was. So we okay. Hmm. I have a lot of issues. <laughs> My hands are like whoop. <laughs> um, okay. So we got introduced to this character played by Kristen Wiig. Um, she's called Barbara. She's this like nerdy woman who's like interested in languages and artifacts and gemstones and like stuff from history like historic jewelry and artifacts and stuff and like she's cool and i don't know about you but i was like living for her fashion i was like best part ever i love her she's amazing i want to be barbara because she's really cool like i'm yeah but of course because we all work in stereotypes she's a nerd um, and she's a female nerd, and she can't walk in heels, and it's the 80s, so of course, she has no friends, and she's not cool, and uh, she has to change everything about her to be accepted by society. And I'm like, okay, even with, the, it, with this being a movie set in 1984, it is now 2020. Can we, like, get some new material that isn't um, shaming women for what they look like? what they're interested in, how their ability to walk in high heels. I'm like, come on. This is a a movie about a female superhero, about like women's empowerment, and we're still doing this shit? Mm Mm-mm. Not for me. Also, at the same time, I think it's super fucking weird because they would have had a moment. Like, they they built her up on this preface that all she wants to be is Diana, basically, in the end, because that's what she uh, went for. Um, But... And but Diana never really encouraged it, so Wonder Woman never really encouraged that entirely. And I'm like, this could have been such a great moment, right? This could have been so good that she's just like, do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do, um, be the freak. Because in nerdiness, they were they were equal, right? Like Diana mm-hmm. was just as nerdy about everything that she's doing. She was like this uh, super brain in the Smithsonian about everything that they have going on that they've got going on. And then there was this Barbara who was kind of matching her brain-wise, but not in, in, in confidence. And that would have been such a great moment, right? They started to become friends and they were super excited and they could have been, which was also super over the top, the, this friendship situation. I was like, why? What? What? Um, um, so well, anyway. the popular girl was giving the nerdy girl the time of day. So the nerdy girl was like, <laughs> oh my God. But the thing girl- is glorifying you want to be everything the same as you instead of being my own damn person sorry i have issues the the thing though that i find so weird in this moment is that it's not any something that's from 
that's motivated from Diana herself at all. Like it's something that they kind of pushed onto the story. It's not encouraged by Wonder Woman herself whatsoever, but it's so important for the story at the same time. And I'm like, why the fuck would you do this? Why the fuck would you not have this become a really good, like a nice friendship that then, but then, okay, however, would she become an evil, evil villain in the end if she wouldn't have had this jealous situation or whatever going on? I don't know. At least it was so disturbing in so many ways. It was like hero worshipping of the worst kind, really. Like, yeah. Oh, it, it made me so annoyed. Like, so annoyed because I was living for Barbara. I was like, she is amazing. And they ruined her. They really ruined her. Yeah. And it's so sad because everybody was also looking forward to not only having Wonder Woman in a movie, but also the first kind of evil villain situation. And you expected so much, or like everybody expected so much from this as well. And expected like this huge badass fight between the two of them. But then the showdown with this situation was all just embarrassing. Like they over CGI'd her so much. And then they just, the fight was like, what, two minutes long. And then all of a sudden it was over. And I'm like, this is everything you've got. Right. And like, not only was this fight like two minutes long, it was also in the dark. And like, you couldn't really see it all that well. It was like, oh, they're taken, you know, why is it in the dark? Like, okay, I get that it was in the dark because story, but like, why couldn't they have done that in the daylight? So we could actually see what was going on but no two minutes and in the dark and um i'm gonna quote from a youtube video watched today called uh, from screen rant and it was just like and you know when a cat gets electrocuted uh they just go to sleep and then she's gonna be fine it was so weird it was so, so freaking weird but in general the story revolves around this stone that they, if you touch it, and if you touch it and wish for something, the the wish co- becomes true. Basically, basically, so kind of like a genie in a bottle situation, just in a stone stone version. <laughs> yes, so it's called the Dream Stone, and of course, they need to figure out what it is because it just kind of appears in the Smithsonian. They're like, "Oh, Barbara, can you uh, can you figure out what the stone is?" and uh, they're like, oh, this is amazing. And then this guy kind of walks up and he's like, oh, I wish I had a coffee. And then somebody shows up and, oh, hey, anybody want a coffee? And he's like, score, free coffee. That was weird. And uh, yeah, they discover that actually wishing on this dreamstone makes you uh, makes your wishes and dreams come true. With and then we consequences. have with dire consequences, but only with dire consequences when you when you cast a role with someone and that was for me literally the hard not 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 even but that was like one of the most hardest parts in this movie as well the the, the sec like the movie has more than one villain right so it has uh, barbara who we talked about previously who turns into cheetah in the end and then you have the fucking mandalorian playing the super evil super evil human lawyer guy and you're like what the fuck is even going on? Number one, his visuals. I'm like, what? What did you do? Why? Why did you do this to him? And then he's playing this role. And honestly, I am not sure if I would like him if that were the first role I had ever seen of him as an actor. Same. Oh, was really my slimy, God. really smarmy, like really like 1980s kind of businessman who's on the whose business isn't working out, and like he's just kind of sleazy and gross. And of course, stereotypically, bad dad, who's like, you know, that's totally a 1980s stereotype as well. 
a bad dad. Yeah, like that kind well, of. Well, he's like, a bad human in general. Sleazy like, businessman, bad dad. Like, it all just kind I of. I do think, though, for the 80s, he loved his kid more than they would have done in the 80s, more publicly than they would have done in the 80s. Maybe. That's uh, that's as much as credit as I give him because there wouldn't have been any form of emotional, not a lot at least, a form of emotional exchange between a son and a father um, in the 80s the way they did it in the movie. So I think that's at least some kind of progression um, because in the end, okay. because of the son, he kind of also came around and I'm not sure how often that would necessarily happen. Um okay considering men are not allowed to show so many emotions at all or whatsoever, which is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, um, but, okay, so so this Dreamstone, uh, Pedro Pascal's character, which I cannot remember his name. I'm trying to find it in all of the, like, 100 articles that I have open right now, but I can't find his name in the film. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Somebody find it for me. Um, he has been researching this dreamstone for years trying to find it um and i'm like okay how do max, you know max lord max lord thank you how does max lord know what this dreamstone is when the people who work at the smithsonian and actually study history and study all of the, like all of these really random artifacts from history have never heard of it but little old max lord is like obsessed with finding the stone and i'm just like that seems strange did we ever like, find out why no right no he just thought that oh it must be true and it brings immense power and i'm like but how do you know about this like Fair i point. know that that's such like a really weird thing to be picky about but that blow like i just don't i can't wrap my head around like how does this guy know about this super powerful artifact when the people who work in the freaking museum have no idea about it not like museums are be all end all but i'm still just like this it's just one more thing that doesn't make sense. The thing is that it took two women, two super smart women to figure out what the stone was and where it came from. And he already knew and we never figured out why he knew. True. Yeah. That didn't occur to me. But yes, that's a fact. It's a fact. It's a thing. But for me personally, worst of all is what happened with the stone and with Diana. Oh. Because fuck me, I didn't get that whatsoever so obviously as amanda said the stone grants your wishes right and diana touched it before they know that the stone actually brings makes shit happen she kind of holds the stone in her hand and then obviously because she is pining for chris pine which oh, is not what she did there <laughs> for for her i forgot his name already Steve her, her, trevor Oh, yeah, Steve Trevor. For her one and only true freaking love, Steve, she holds a stone and kind of wishes for him to, I don't know what exactly, but kind of be back in her life or or come back. To, well, must not have been come back to life because whatever happened was super fucking weird. But kind of she wanted him back, right? That's mm -hmm. the es essence of it all. <sighs> oh, he comes back. But how he comes back as well He's not only, he's not, he's not a zombie that, like, he's not just, uh, Jesus, people, you can't imagine. How he comes back is that some, apparently, he possesses in one way or whatever way fucking other, some random dude. Some, the guy walks up to, to, you see, the, the scene when it happens, basically, a stranger, <laughs> the stranger walks up to, to, Diana talking to her as if um, 
He knows her and she has no idea in the moment who the fuck that dude is. And obviously because she's pining so much over her Chris Pine, um, she's not interested in the dude whatsoever. And then the dude says something about whatever happened aged this 40 fucking years ago. And all of a sudden you as a viewer see it, it's Chris Pine, right? And you were like, what the fuck is ha happened now and what the fuck is even happening so apparently she then immediately knew or whatever that this was the the person is i don't know has the soul of of, of her steve or what's what I, I honestly i still don't get what exactly happened but from this moment on the actor the actor who doesn't look like chris pine is out of the picture and chris pine is basically this random stranger that that just before talked to to diana just like that and i'm like and she's super cool with it right she's not like um okay so steve, uh, steve gives us the line i wish we had more time because that's that's how she knows, and she's like, oh, all of a sudden, it's magically transformed into Steve Ro or Steve Rogers, Ron Steve, Steve <laughs> well, Trevor. Let's take, let's take. Let's that, take I mean, Steve like, Rogers why not? Well. Why not Steve Rogers? You know, like this movie I mean, could be anything, work. right? <laughs> Obviously, like, right? It could. Be. Uh, and like, so he's existing, his consciousness in this man's body, but she doesn't see this random man anymore. She sees Steve Trevor. And everybody else sees this random man. And even when when Steve Trevor looks in a mirror, he still seems a ra random dude. Okay, so I have many questions. Um, many, many, many questions. Number one, where is the dude's consciousness? Like, is it is it just camped out? Is he like, um, am I being possessed? Where's my brain? Does he fall asleep? Like, what's he doing? Does he, is he, does he just have like this blank of a few days, a few weeks that he has like no recollection? Does he think he's been in a coma? Um, is he there the whole time? Like watching, like back He can't driving? be here the whole time watching the whole time because otherwise they would have known in the end. Yeah, that, true. Okay. Yeah. So where does he go? Where does his consciousness go? Does he die? Like, does he, does he just go to, go, go to like body heaven? consciousness just gone like what is happening right now what is happening okay and okay that number one number two they have sex okay steve trevor has sex with diana in with this man's body um so she's essentially raping this man there's no consent here she's like seen this dude totally <laughs> totally nude she's like done all of the things with this dude thinking that it's steve and steve but is she's there. she's seeing the other she's seeing her steve though that's like super next level calling that rape because consciousness wise the dude is not even there anymore but dude's body is Dude's body is. That's not Steve's body. That's dude's body. Dude, and I'm calling him dude because he does not even have a name. He is just called attractive man on the IMDb profile. <laughs> man. That's it. Attractive He's not man. given a name. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, this, there, there is zero levels of consent from this man who is, like, his body is just being used and abused as Steve and Diana's plaything. They're like, oh, let's just, like, have all the sex we want here. And, like, it's, okay, like, it's not cool. Like, 12 levels of not cool. I mean, that's a deep ethical, I mean, that's a deep, there are so many aspects of this conversation where I would be like, it all, it, for me, it generally starts with how the fuck is she so fucking okay with the fact that he's, that 
that that's just what it is now like he comes in within like five seconds like there is literally no longer conversation then no 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 or is it really or whatever and all of a sudden they snog and i'm like that's all that you need like you I mean, obviously, when I would be pining for 40 fucking years, then I would, like, really need something, obviously, the second that I assume that the guy I'm in love with for forever is, like, standing at my doorstep, you know? So then, I mean, but Jesus fucking Christ, why Why did somebody write the story and think, that's a good idea to do it like this, because that's not, not making anyone at all whatsoever question our choices in filmmaking or something? Jesus... Monica, did the Dreamstone create nuclear weapons out of nowhere? Yes. Did the Dreamstone build a wall around Cairo? Yes. What are you did, what are you hinting at? Did, did the Dreamstone bring like gardens popping out of nowhere? And cows. And cows. <laughs> what else do you want to know from me? Why didn't they just bring Steve Trevor back as a body? I I don't know. Maybe you can't resurrect dead people. But you can kill people with a, with a wish. Yeah, but but that's I don't know in what kind of physics that goes. Is that like science fiction physics or whatever? I don't know how that works. I haven't majored in either earthling physics nor in nor in superhero physics, so I can't answer this question for you. It's kind of like the multiverse that Marvel told us how it works. I'm still not sure how it works, but that multiverse theory seemed more thought through than this entire fucking movie i'm telling you that much yeah so steve is back we're just gonna okay we're taking this at face value steve is back and um yes that's that's happened that's happened and um okay so the next step of what the fuck okay they need to go to egypt um, because that's where Max Lord has gone to form some oil deals with some Egyptian oil king, right? So he's going to Egypt and um, Diane and Steve must also go to Egypt. Oh, but how are they going to get there? Steve died 40 years ago. He doesn't have a passport. How are we going to get across the America, like the Atlantic Ocean? How? Like, okay, so dude, number one. This dude probably has a passport, okay? Um, they should probably just like look around his apartment and maybe find his Which passport. Which they did in general. No, no, they they, they absolutely didn't. Also, do that. in no. the eighties, life was different. Who the fuck needed a passport in the eighties? Well, it doesn't even matter anyway. because they just they just went into an airfield at the back of the Smithsonian, and um, Steve was like, "Oh my God, look at these planes! Aren't they amazing? I've never seen any planes like this." Nineteen uh, forties pilot Steve says, and like this one, I want to I want to fly this one. So they pick a random fighter jet that's already fueled sitting in the airfield of the smithsonian and they get in it and steve's like oh look at all these controls it's been over 40 years these are all so different and i'm going to fly this plane like nothing has changed <laughs> and i was like what is going at this on? point in the story i was already so confused that didn't even occur to me that that could be an issue i was like whatever like at this point in time we're probably like 30 minutes in i'm already i'm already done with the movie at that point so i stop questioning every single decision that they make because the decisions they made in the first 30 minutes were already so questionable that i was like what the whatever but <laughs> so they're like up in the air right and um people like the the <laughs> Mission control, like flight controllers at the Smithsonian are like, 
there's somebody flying our plane. What's going on here? We should send people after them. And um, oh, just wonderfully, magically, Diana realizes that, oh, was it her dad? My dad used to have this power to, you know, make things invisible. I've only managed it once, but maybe like, maybe I can actually make this plane invisible. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to make this plane invisible. Okay. <laughs> and poof, the plane disappears from radar because they're invisible. And like, they're just as Rada obviously works, it works on sight. <laughs> I can't. And it just so happens. Okay, sorry, sorry. It just so happens that it's the 4th of July, okay? So they're flying their invisible plane through all these fireworks. And it's pretty. And the colors are just lighting up the sky. And they're like... <laughs> Has anyone ever told a bat that Rada works on sight? I can't. I can't. I've, talking about it i'm just like this movie was so bad like i can't even the moments that i'm like this must have been very this this it, this could have been a beautiful moment like the plane flying through the fireworks and lighting up the sky and it being magical and romantic and it could have been amazing but it was just cheesy and horrible and just added to my confusion I mean, there was, uh, there was, oh, Jesus, there was so much confusion, honestly. <laughs> and then, and then because, and obviously that all goes fucking rampage. So Max Lord not only wants the stone and takes the stone and seals the stone, he becomes the stone. <laughs> but when we say he becomes the stone, he does not actually literally become a stone because no, that would actually make too much sense when he says, I want to become the dream stone. He does not become a stone. He just has, like has the power to grant the dreams and the stone just disintegrates. And he be now has the power to grant wishes. And also he's kind of getting super, that's hard, more intense than any speed that they probably had in the 80s or whatever drugs they used in the 80s because he needs more wishes. He needs more fucking wishes and he's getting so obsessed with getting more wishes that he's just randomly asking everyone to hold his fucking hand and say something I wish for whatever the fuck. <sighs> so he goes and to Egypt. Yeah. And he Egypt. grants the first wish from this like oil tycoon, oil, I don't know, oil. Yeah, whatever rich oil person, Saudi, whatever. And he's like, what do you want most of all? And hold my hand. And he's like, I wish to be the in king of Egypt or whatever he says and, and starts a war. And this wall, this magical wall just comes up and, and cuts off the town from, or the city from, from the rest of Egypt. And like right in the middle of walls and there's a car stuck halfway in the wall because it just shows up and the car is stuck in the wall now and people are like teetering on the top and people on the outside are like, how are we going to get in the city? And people on the inside are like, how are we going to get our water? And everyone else is like, there's a wall. Anybody else notice this wall? Like what is even happening here? But at the same time, he drives out of this wall. Of course. <laughs> of course. Max Lord leaves the premises, kind of being able to cross this wall that period that's it it's just a wall but as time goes on he obviously grants way more wishes and the world gets an even more horrible 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 place because oh my god when everybody gets their wishes granted shit things happen like people come to life and uh, whatever and the longer the time goes on and the longer also steven Chris pine steve is alive alive or whatever it is that it is 
Diana, also known as Wonder Woman, starts to kind of lose her powers. Like, slowly but steadily, she kind of... It's not as strong anymore. She can't hold her lasso anymore. She's just like... And she notices, right? She notices. Oh, well, yeah, you would if you're used to being able to lasso the sky and fly for miles and all of a sudden you can't and you're falling from, from like, you, you just, you run out of space. And you know when she first notices, and this was a big bit of contention on Twitter, because of course I went to Twitter after watching this and I was like, do other people hate this movie? Was it just me? Oh no, other people hate the movie. <laughs> and uh, so there's a scene where it, they're doing a chase down this random Egyptian road, totally like barren land. Uh, it's like Diana and Steve and Max Lord and all his Egyptian sidekicks. And there's missiles and, and bullets and they're speeding down. And, and there's this like, there's these children playing in the road, playing soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, in the road. And there's like this high speed chase coming at them. And the kids are just, dumb and oblivious kids they don't notice that there's a high-speed chase coming down down at them <laughs> um like and the parents are standing right there and they don't say like hey kids do you not notice the high-speed chase coming down the road perhaps you should get off the road no because that would make too much sense i need to have diana be the, the hero of this situation and she like swoops in and she leaps the gets the kids in her arms and but then her lasso like stops working because her powers are going away and she kind of rolls and i don't know how that she didn't kill the kids because like that was just as dangerous as the trucks hitting them you know like falling from us from the sky and um so and then she's like shh don't tell anyone that this happened and it's like okay but then twitter thank you twitter uh let's let's talk about this okay so this is the scene Gal Gadot saves four kids playing soccer from getting hit with a missile. And we're quoting from Evil Needle, who says, In 2014, this is true story, okay? For anybody who doesn't know, Gal Gadot was former Israeli military, okay? Um, she, like, was very pro-Israel and in the military. And, okay, whether it was, like, something that was state-scripted or state-sanctioned, she had to do it or not, background. So in 2014... Four young boys were killed by an Israeli mortar, mortar strike while playing soccer on a Gaza beach during a bombing campaign that Gal Gadot was vocally supportive of. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. I am not kidding you. Gal Gadot, seven years ago, was like very supportive of this bombing of the Gaza Strip. And um, four boys were killed. So this is like... In the film here, she's saving these children from playing soccer on a street that could have looked quite similar to a street at the Gaza Strip. Um, and yeah, I know I can't in, like her anymore either. Fucking um, hell. Yeah, I was like, hmm, don't know how I feel about this. Like, obviously, that's really poor writing. That's really, like, the, it's just really tone deaf that they've put that in. Um, because, it, like, okay, they these boys in... Like, the children in the film, in Wonder Woman, weren't being targeted by a missile. Um, Wonder Woman used the missile to get herself closer so that she could save them from this, you know, high-speed chase coming at them. And puts them offside. But, of course, it's like Gal Gadot being painted as this hero when she was vocally in support of all this shit happening on Gaza Strip. Where also, how fucking weird. Like, the, that... I don't even have words for this. What the fuck? Yeah. So it just gets worse. Like, it gets worse. 
Yeah, sorry. If Free Larson breaks my superhero, woman superhero heart, I don't know what I'm going to do. And <laughs> I, I say it now because Gal Gadot can now also fuck off, obviously. <sighs> so back to the movie. Um, they, uh, they fly back to America and uh, so does Max, whatever Lord. his name is. Max Lord, thank you. I was like, Max Payne. Who is Max Payne? Not somebody in this film, but uh, he's back as well. And he's starting to like show physical signs of wear and tear from granting people's wishes. And he uh, goes to see the president um, because that's a thing. So he goes to see the president and is like, just happens to see these plans in the in the Oval Office um, of like this new satellite system that can reach every single person in the world. Uh, and that's a way that he can get more wishes and gain more power. Yeah, so he flies to this remote island and is like, I'm going to go on that satellite TV system and broadcast to everyone in the world because everyone in the world speaks English and um, <laughs> ask them all for their wishes. So he's like there with this gigantic like swirling wind and 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 power around him getting wishes from these people all over the world and that's a thing that's happening and and this entire time i would like to add that to all this entire time the actual also villain who is barbara is merely a fucking sidekick from she doesn't even have like a proper own storyline the storyline that she had was kind of weird already in the general and then at most of the movie she's literally just a sidekick of either the max lord the super evil guy or she's used by gal gadot by diana to actually get into uh, to actually do things for her so she's she's never really her own um and when she is she's just well she's not really her own through the entire movie and then in the end well um wonder woman defeats her anyway like in the weakest way possible oh yeah but yes to the situation that amanda was talking and referring to wonder one they kind of figure out that in order to make this all go away again people need to revoke their wishes and the wonderful chris pine steve whatever not rogers steve trevor trevor he's the one who has to tell wonder woman that that's what has to happen because she can't get herself to do it herself even though she knows it the entire time. But we need to sit through an entire scene of him telling her that it's okay to revoke the wish and to be gone, basically. And that's also something where I'm like, this is like the least least superhero move and super, least unempowering move I've ever seen in a movie that's about empowering women in their own fucking choices. Yeah, this movie, it just went from bad to worse. Like, okay, we have lovesick Diana, but then we have like, whatever this is. Like, I... I, 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 I uh, it was disgusting. It was disappointing. I was like... There is nothing super about what they have done to this superhero. Like, this is pathetic. This is, like, uninspiring. This is sad. He literally has to basically force her. She's not even all the time while he's telling her that she needs to do this. She's like, but I can't and I won't and I don't want to let you go and whatever. Me, 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 me. No, no. And then he, 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 and then she runs away 
And then she suddenly gets all her powers back because she revoked her wish. And then she's having this, at the very end scene, where, like, almost very end scene that Amanda was talking about, while Max Lord is in the middle of this satellite, getting all the wishes in the fucking world, and the world is trying to go to pieces, and Wonder Woman is in the room. And she can't get her little lasso to go through this, like, lightning windstorm because it's so much more powerful than fully restored Wonder Woman. But then all of a sudden she does. She gets her little lasso and, like, it goes around his ankle. And now... Without him noticing. Yeah. And now she's talking through her lasso to the world and being like, we need to renounce our wishes. You need to give back all that you've got. You need to we need to get the world back on order. And I'm like, is it that easy? Like, do you actually think everybody is, is complies? Every single person, all 7 billion people who have made wishes, all are like, yeah, no problem. I'll give sure. back all of these things that I have wished for. Like, no problem whatsoever. Gonna do that. Absolutely gonna do that. And that's it. That's it. World goes back to normal. That's it. World goes back to normal. Max Lord goes back to his son. Um, Diana goes back to the Smithsonian. And all of a sudden, the, the attractive man, also known as Steve Trevor just before that, is back. Oh, yeah. Back like nothing ever happened. He's just like standing in a Christmas market. Because it's Christmas now. And they Even though it talk. was like literally just the 4th of July. Now it's Christmas. Well... I mean, really, they, the timeline in this movie, it didn't leave me to as think if that, the, like, a whole six the, months had gone past, though. Like, it, 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 like, it kind of... As if the timeline was the fucking problem in this movie. Well, the timeline certainly here. is contributing here because it was the 4th of July and now it's Christmas. And it felt like it was only maybe three days. Maybe it took her these six months to get over the fact that now he's really, really gone. Whatever. Maybe. maybe. So they're standing in a Christmas market. And, oh, he just happens to be wearing the same outfit that she wanted Steve to wear. But Steve was like, I look ridiculous in this. And she's like, yeah. I like your outfit. And he's like, oh, thanks. My friends say you look really silly. But I like it. And then there's... A balloon and she's just like standing there and she's content and i was getting like do you remember that video that imagine video of like that gal gadot did and like got all these celebrities involved and it was really awful like it was like don't remember no we talked about it on a geek girl in the news and it was like her singing and and it didn't go over very well because it was like right at the beginning of uh covid and like people were just locking down and it was she was like oh i thought that it would be a nice thing to like have all these celebrities singing from our mansions while like half the world is on fire oh, yeah, i remember that and um so at the end of this film i just got this like well wishes like oh the world is so perfect and it's because of me and i'm like hmm missed yet another mark yeah and that's it that's the movie that's the movie that's it it's the whole thing you kind of need to see it to i mean i kind of need to see it again to think of the things that you talked about because some things i wasn't because again i already clocked out by the time to even question any more of their decisions in that film and (sighs) (laughs) charlie in chat says he's so glad that he didn't spend money to watch it I feel you, Charlie. I feel Me you. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really, really sad, this yeah. movie, compared to the first Wonder Woman. Yes. <laughs> it, it was disappointing. It was tone deaf. 
it was straight up horrible like the the scene in 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 egypt like with with the soccer and the boys and the saving like Straight, how is that? How did, that? That's definitely not a coincidence. I can't imagine it that can't. A, this is a coincidence, and B, nobody fucking noticed. Like, how many people are like their life revolve around Gal Gadot and no shit like that, and then nobody notices and nobody says something? Can't be mm -hmm. a coincidence. No, no, they're just, just no. Like, watch the movie up until. Wonder Woman beats up the man trying to, like, hit on or rape or whatever to, like, Barbara in the park. And then just turn it off because that's when it just is awful. Yeah. Just do yourself a favor. We've, we've, we've told you how awful it is. Plot holes galore questionable everything and we haven't even talked about the golden armor but that was so so <sighs> unnecessary also in that oh, and movie that doesn't even oh doesn't my god even. there's so much more <laughs> barbara deciding that she's going to beat up that guy who was like harassing her and i'm like okay but like beat up is an understatement uh, she almost yeah. if nobody would have come around then she would have killed him obviously I don't know. It was a ride. It, and it was not one. I wanted my ticket. I want a refund. I know I yeah. didn't pay for this movie, but I want a refund. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. We need We need so much... Women are craving nice representation. Women are craving superheroes for them, right? And then we get this freaking bullshit. Like, you made such a nice movie the first time around. You figured it out. You could make it happen. And now this. Why the fuck this? Why? You're here. I agree. <laughs> Table flip. Like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Table flip, mic drop, whatever. Fuck this shit. Maybe don't watch it. <laughs> I would not recommend. Like, if this was 5.5, I would bust this. Like, yeah. this is a big thumbs down for me. I could not even stick it as a 5.5. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because it was so awful in so many ways. Plot holes, morality, women's rights, feminism. Like, there's just everything. I'm like, there's nothing good about this film except for Kristen Wiig as Barbara in, like, the first 20 minutes of the film. And then it's just, it's like, no. Yeah. No. That is true. So, yeah, that's it. That's a statement to the movie. <laughs> Don't watch it. Watch Captain Marvel three times over or watch Captain Marvel and Spider-Verse because even Spider-Verse, even though it's not about a female superhero, has more female superhero representation than Wonder Woman yeah. 84. Agreed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that because I watched Spider-Verse again on the weekend. <laughs> I saw that. And I love Spider-Gwen, so she's amazing. <laughs> I would watch a movie with Spider-Gwen 100% mm. immediately, without a doubt. Agreed. 100%. Cool. So that's, so that's that. it for today's episode. Hope uh, hope you make better choices than Wonder Woman 1984 did. <laughs> yes. But also at the same time, it's not really that hard to make better choices than that movie. So maybe that's just something for for self-confidence or whatever. That Whatever you do in your life, your life is really not as shit as that movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I had a merch idea for a t-shirt that just says, like, make better choices than 1980 Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So thanks again for listening this week. And thanks for st staying with us in this episode and this rancho that was this episode. 
And hopefully we see you again next week for another amazing, amazing, another amazing episode of Geek Hearing. Yay! <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs> If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 